Hello, this is Veronica from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 28th of July. The Ministry of Home Affairs has given its approval for the delimitation process of municipal elections to begin in Delhi. There will now be 250 municipal wards in the capital based on the 2011 census, according to media reports. The BJP-led central government had earlier this month set up a three-member panel for a fresh delimitation to pave the way for the first civic polls since the reunification of Delhi's three corporations. The Delimitation Commission has sought information on the population data and number of polling booths from the capital's chief electoral office. The commission is slated to hold a meeting today to create a strategy on the delimitation process, Times Now reported. Delhi has 70 assembly segments and the three former municipal corporations had 272 wards. The central government had passed the Delhi Municipal Corporation Amendment Act 2022 earlier this year, proposing the merger of the three municipal corporations. The law also sought to limit the number of councillors to not more than 250 seats. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court today granted the central government and the State Election Commission more time to respond to a plea filed by the Aam Aadmi Party government seeking directions to conduct civic elections in Delhi. The civic elections were earlier slated to be held in April. However, the announcement of the elections was deferred in March. The AAP has challenged the postponement of MCD polls on grounds of the delimitation process. The number of suspensions continue to rise in Parliament during the monsoon session which began on a stormy note. On Thursday, three more MPs were suspended in the Rajya Sabha for a week, taking the total count of suspended MPs to 23 this session. Aap's Sushil Kumar Gupta and Sandeep Kumar Pathak and independent MP Ajit Kumar Bhuyan were suspended for disrupting proceedings as the Rajya Sabha saw repeated adjournments. Minister of State for Parliamentary Affairs, V. Murli Dharan had moved a motion to suspend the three MPs. The opposition has been protesting while demanding a separate discussion on the GST hike and other issues. Meanwhile, after Congress leader Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary termed President Draupadi Murmu as Rashtrapatni in a video, there was ruckus in the Lok Sabha too as BJP members protested what they called an insult to the top post. Union ministers Smriti Irani and Nirmala Sitaraman slammed the Congress for Chaudhary's comments and said it was demeaning to women and the tribal community. Sitaraman called the comments sexist and also called for an apology from the Congress. Irani also sought an apology from the Congress. According to media reports, she said Chaudhary knew that to address the President of India this way not only demeans her constitutional post, but also the rich tribal legacy that she represents. Chaudhary, on his part, has claimed that it was a mistake. Speaking to media persons, he said that the ruling party, in a deliberate design, was trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. He also questioned why he should apologise to the BJP for a slip-up. The issue also came up in the Odisha Assembly, where BJP members disrupted the session with placards. Listeners, Union Minister Smriti Irani has been in the headlines this week for her ferocious trashing of allegations that her daughter was illegally operating the Silly Souls Cafe and Bar in Goa's Asagao. But at least two directors of the restaurant's alleged parent company are connected to firms linked to Irani's family. This company even shares its address with the restaurant, and one of its directors ran the Silly Soul Cafe in Delhi's Chhatarpur. If you would like to know more, read my colleague Prateek Goyal's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Goa Cafe run by Smriti Irani's daughter shares address with company linked to her family. 
we're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. Trinamool Congress spokesperson Kunal Ghosh said today that State Minister Partha Chatterjee should be removed from the party. This comes after the Enforcement Directorate arrested Chatterjee for his alleged involvement in a teacher recruitment scam. After conducting a raid, the ED seized 20 crore rupees from properties linked to Chatterjee's close aide Arpita Mukherjee last week. On Wednesday, an additional 27.9 crore rupees and gold were seized after a raid was conducted at a second location linked to Mukherjee. The alleged scam took place when Chatterjee was the state education minister. Irregularities have been alleged in the recruitment of Group C and D staff and teachers for classes 9 to 12. Taking to Twitter, Ghosh had said that Chatterjee should be removed from the ministry and all party posts. According to the Hindustan Times, General Secretary of TMC's youth wing, Dibangshu Bhattacharya, and party legislator Biswajit Deb also echoed Ghosh's sentiments. Deb said that Ghosh should be removed immediately so that a message goes out that the party does not tolerate corruption. Ghosh later tweeted that party general secretary Avishek Banerjee called for a party meeting on the issue to be held this evening. A no-confidence motion moved by the BJP in Chhattisgarh was defeated by voice vote in the state assembly today. Polls in the state are due next year. The BJP, which is in the opposition, had presented an 84-point charge sheet against the Congress government in the state on Wednesday. There was a 13-hour debate on the motion, which was defeated in the early hours of this morning. News agencies reported the members of the opposition reportedly targeted the Congress over infighting, income tax raids in the state. alleged corruption cases and non-fulfillment of poll promises the charges were rejected by the treasury bench which said that the opposition had failed to come up with concrete issues chief minister bhupesh baghel said that the opposition's charges were false and that his government makes welfare schemes keeping an individual at the center he also said that his government had worked to free the state of malnutrition and to provide education health facilities and employment during the discussion Bagel took a jibe at the BJP and said that it was indulging in vendetta politics. The Election Commission today announced that those above the age of 17 years can apply for a voter ID, giving a chance to thousands of youngsters to try to enroll in advance as voters before the age of 18. According to the Hindustan Times, the commission said that youngsters will be given four opportunities each year to join the voter list. The dates for applications released by the ECI are 1st of April, 1st of July, 1st of October and 1st of January. The electoral roll will be updated every 3 months. Youngsters can apply in the qualifying quarter in which they turn 18 years old. The registration forms have also been made more user friendly and will come into force on 1st of August. North Korea's leader Kim Jong Un said that the country was ready to mobilize its nuclear war deterrent. Kim said this while speaking at the celebrations of Victory Day which marks the end of fighting in the Korean War. The comments come amid concerns that North Korea may be preparing a seventh nuclear test. The last nuclear tests were conducted in 2017. According to Al Jazeera, Kim said that threats posed by the US needed Pyongyang to build its defense. 
He added that the US had misrepresented the country's regular military exercises as provocations. On Wednesday, South Korea's foreign minister said that North Korea risked facing more sanctions and measures to curb its cyber attacks if it goes ahead with the test. During his address, Kim referred to reports that South Korea was trying to revive plans to counter North Korea's nuclear threat by increasing precautionary strikes if an imminent attack takes place, BBC reported. Kim said that the South Korean government and military would be obliterated if they carried out preemptive strikes. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.